بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن تبعهم ووالاهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الدين عند الله الإسلام وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بادروا بالأعمال فتنا كقطع الليل المظلم يسبح الرجل مؤمنا ويمسي كافرا وقال يمسي مؤمنا ويسبح كافرا يبيع دينه بعرض من الدنيا وكما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والحمد لله رب العالمين مسبتد علماء اكرام اللزم ردس الله سبحانه وتعالى had blessed our nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam with an immense amount of knowledge and it was through this knowledge granted to nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam informed us of the events incidents of the nations of the past and likewise it was also through this very same knowledge granted by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that nabi alayhi salatu wasallam prophesied predicted and informed us of many incidents many events that will occur and happen at the end times as we approach the last day and the day of qiyamah the sahaba of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam the blessed companion radiyallahu ta'ala anhum and may allah reward him handsomely they heard these words of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam they believed in it they took it to heart and they did us the very great favor of conveying these words and these teachings of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam to the generation that came after them and the generations that came after them conveyed it to the one that came after them and this continued until finally these words blessed words of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and this blessed knowledge of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam reached us and my dear brothers the amazing part is many of these predictions and prophecies of nabi alayhi salatu wassalam the nations of the past they read it they heard it they believed in it the scholars of the past they wrote commentaries on these words of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam many of them tried to figure out an appropriate meaning to these prophecies and predictions of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam but subhanallah my dear brothers the amazing part is We are living in such an era, such a time, such a zamana that not only do we hear and read these prophecies and predictions of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam but many of these prophecies and predictions we are seeing it unfold right before our eyes. They are materializing and becoming a reality right before our eyes. An example of this my dear brothers, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam had predicted and said that close to the end times close to qiyamah amongst the signs of qiyamah is wa antara al-hufat al-alat wa antara al-hufat al-alat ya'shay yatatawaluna fi al-bunyan wa antara wa antara al-urat al-hufat al-alat ya'shay yatatawaluna fi al-bunyan that close to qiyamah you will find that you, you will find people who not long ago they were tribesmen they were herdsmen they were shepherds but allah will bless these people with an immense of amount of wealth and now they will vie with each other and they will compete with each other 
in seeing who can erect the tallest building. Currently, the tallest building in the world is the Burj Khalifa in 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 in, in, in Dubai, which stands at 830 meters tall. But currently, there is also a building being erected in Jeddah, which which is on hold at the moment. And when completed, and if completed, will stand one kilometer tall. One kilometer tall. And if a person has to do a little background check and go into the history of the people who are behind these structures and these buildings, and a person will find that a hundred years ago, or a hundred and fifty years ago, or two hundred years ago, these people were tribesmen, they were herdsmen, they were shepherds. Predicted more than. 1400 years ago by Nabi Ali sallallahu alaihi but we are seeing this prophecy becoming a reality right before our eyes another example Allah's Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam had mentioned that la taqumu as-sa'a hatta hatta ta'ud ardul arabi murujan wa anhara Allah's Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that qiyamah will not come until the lands of the arabs become meadows and begin to flow with rivers As I mentioned, my dear brothers, these sorts of hadiths baffled the ulama of the past. They could not fathom and they could not comprehend that a place like Makkah Mukarramah, which Allah Taala describes in Quran as Wadin Ghairi Dizar, it is an absolutely barren place, no vegetation in sight. They could not fathom and they could not understand that how will they, become, how will Makkah Mukarramah become a meadow again, and how will rivers begin to flow in Makkah to Mukarramah again? But my dear brothers. We are seeing this prophecy of Nabi Sallam unfold right before our eyes. Recently, many of you will be aware of the large amount of rain that fell in Makkah Mukarramah, and Makkah Mukarramah is now bursting with greenery. People who lived their entire lives in Makkah Mukarramah have said that we have never ever seen Makkah so green before. Again, prophesized more than fourteen hundred years ago by Nabi Ali Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but we are seeing this unfold before our eyes. Hazrat Amr al-Asr bi Allahu Taala say. وَرَأَيْتَ الْبِنَاءَ يَعْلُ الْجِبَالَ فَعَلَمْ أَنَّ الْأَمْرَ قَدْ أَظَرَ He says that when you see the buildings of Mecca going taller, going taller than the mountains of Mecca, they know that Qiyamah is very, very close. Again, my dear brothers, this hadith baffled the ulama of the past. They could not comprehend and fathom that you have huge, huge mountains in Mecca, Mukarramah, Jabal Abu Qubais, Jabal Jabal Umar, Jabal Qaiqian, Jabal Khandama, huge, imposing mountains of Mecca, Mukarramah. How would a person, a human being, ever be able to erect a structure that will be taller than these mountains? But my dear brothers, many of us would have seen it firsthand, or perhaps you have seen a picture of it today. The buildings of Mecca are are towering. Are towering over the mountains of Makkah, Makarramah. So, my dear brothers, our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam had prophesied that many things will happen close to Qiyamah. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that when this happens, when this happens, you will find a lot of close to Qiyamah. He also prophesied that many fitnas will take place, many trials, tribulations, tests, tests that will test the resolve of the person, test the faith of the person, test the iman of a person. You will find this happening at that time, and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam went on to say, he went on to say that these fitnas will have in them three qualities. They will have in them three qualities. First quality, kaqita'il laylil muzrim. These fitnas, these trials, these tribulations that will test the iman of a person will be like the parts of a dark night, like the parts of a dark night. 
You know when the sun goes down, then there is still a bit, it is, gone, it is a bit dark now, but there is still some light in the sky. But as the night progresses, it becomes darker and darker and darker. Like that you will find, you will find that one trial, one tribulation will come and test the iman of a person. And a person will think this is the worst test of my iman I've ever faced. Only to find that the one that will come off will be worse than the one before. On one occasion, some people came to Hazrat bin Malik anhu to complain to him about the ill treatment that they were facing the hands of Hajjad bin Yusuf. So Hazrat bin Malik anhu said to them, Isbiru, make sabr. Because verily I heard your Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, La yati ala nasi zamanun illa alladhi ba'dahu sharrun minhu. I heard your Nabi saying that no difficult period of time will come except that the time after it will be worse than the one before. So one thing Allah's Nabi mentioned that these trials and tribulations will be get worse and worse as time goes on. The second thing Allah's Nabi mentioned that when these trials and tribulations do eventually come, when they come, then you will find they will come one after the other. Tataba min balin fatataba. Allah's Nabi said, like a person has a tasbih or has a pearl necklace, and a person snips a string, the string of the pearl necklace, and how those pearls will fall in quick succession, one after the other, one after the other, like that. These fitnas, these trials, these tribulations that will test the resolve and test the iman of a person will come one after the other, one after the other. As Umar radiallahu ta'ala say, Yamu tamuju ka mawjil bahar. He says these fitnas, these trials, these tribulations will come like the waves of the ocean. Many times we have seen, or perhaps we have had, it has happened to us ourselves, a person at the beach, he gets knocked over by a wave. And the person just barely finds his feet still rubbing out the salt from his eyes and the sand from his eyes, only to find that he's been knocked over by another wave. Likewise, a person, one fitna, a person will barely be over it. The, the, the fitna and the trial of Corona and the lockdown. Then Allah Ta'ala brings another calamity. The, root, the, root, the looting and the rioting. And then Allah Ta'ala brings another calamity. The flooding. Allah brings another calamity. The unrest and the anarchy. One after the other, one after the other. And the third quality Allah's Nabi Sallallahu mentioned about these fitnas, these childish tribulations. Minha sigharun wa minha kibarun. Allah said that these fitnas and trials and tribulations will come. Minha sigharun. Some of these trials will be a bit minor. It will be a bit easy for the person to cope with this trial distribution. But some of these trials and tribulations will be very severe, very intense, to such an extent that a person will go past a qabr. And a person will begin to roll on the qabr and he will wail and he will lament. Ya kuntu qabr. Oh, how I wish that I was the one who was the inmate of this qabr. So Allah's Nabi said these fitnas will come and they will test the iman of a person. And Allah's Nabi went on to say that the ripple effects, the knock-on effect of these trials and tribulations will be that you will find in that zamana, in that time, in that era, a person will wake up in the morning and that person will still have some traces of iman in his heart. But by the end of the, that day, before the sun sets on that day, that person will lose his iman. That person will suffer the greatest tragedy that any human being can ever suffer. And likewise a person, the sun will set and the person will still have some sort of iman in his heart. 
but by morning the person will suffer the greatest tragedy that any human being can ever suffer and that, and that is the person will lose his iman. My dear brothers, for a person to lose his wealth, undoubtedly it is a tragedy, it is something difficult, but there's nothing compared to the person losing his iman. For a person to lose his family is definitely a child, a tribulation and a tragedy, but there is nothing compared to a person losing his iman. Because the loss suffered, the, the, the pain suffered by the loss of wealth or family will only be experienced as long as the person is living in this world at most. But once the person closes his eyes, that is the end of it. But the loss and the pain and the agony a person will suffer because of, his, because of losing his, his iman will go on forever and forever and forever. My dear brothers, as Allah's Nabi Sallam have predicted many other things and we have seen this, we are seeing this unfold right before our eyes. My dear brothers, perhaps we are living in that zamana and that time where we are seeing this prophecy of Nabi Alayhi unfolding before our eyes. The fires of irtidad, the fires of apostasy are burning in our communities. Not long ago in this very masjid, one of the seniors of our country had given a Jummah Bayan, perhaps some of you will remember, and he mentioned that he is some Khauteng, and he mentioned that he cannot speak for our province. But what he can say about where he comes from back home, that today you can barely meet a person who can safely say that there is not a single person in my family or my extended family who has not lost the Iman. In every family, every extended, extended family, there is one or two people who have lost the Iman. I myself know in the last few months of at least four people from our communities, not people who are far away, are far away from Iman. Some of them I am quite sure that they would, they would have read Salah in this very same masjid. Perhaps next to one of us. I know at least four people, my dear brothers, who either lost their Iman or on the verge of losing their Iman. So my dear brothers, this issue of protection of our Iman, safeguarding our Iman, looking after Iman is something of priority in our day and age. So today, my dear brothers, I wish to share with you, inshallah, some things that we have to try to do to try to preserve, safeguard and look after our Iman. Number one, my dear brothers, once again we have to reaffirm our belief in the words of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لَا يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةَ إِلَّا مُؤْمِنِ لَا يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةَ إِلَّا مُؤْمِنِ That only a mu'min, only a person who believes in La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, only that person will go to Jannah. Jannah is reserved and prepared for those people who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those people who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only ticket and the only route to Jannah is the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us not get carried away by those ideologies and notions that have been put forward before us. That today it does not matter what religion you follow. As Mufti Razawal Haqsa Barakatum gave a talk a few, or maybe last, last year sometime in Cape Town, and he said many of the statements of this kuffar are very sweet on the outside. They are sugar-coated on the outside, but they are rotten on the inside. So people will say, it doesn't matter whether you're a Jew or a Muslim or a Christian. You're all coming from Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Let us be united. Let us stand together. Let us have a common place of worship. Build a place where there's a synagogue, where there's a church and there's a masjid together. 
Do not get carried away by these ideologies, my dear brothers. Sugar-coated on the outside, but the only purpose of it is to erode and wash away the iman of the unwary Muslim. Do not get carried away by the notion, my dear brothers. It does not, it does not matter what religion you follow, as long as you are a good person. As long as you have a good heart, you have a good per- a good, you're a good person, and you're doing good, that is the thing that which counts. I remember, my dear brothers, when the Archbishop Bishop Desmond Tutu passed away, one Muslim person made the statement, and I quote to you, the person said, I cannot even fathom a paradise without Desmond Tutu in it. I cannot even fathom a paradise without Desmond Tutu in it. Why? He was a good person. Allah Ta'ala in Quran Sharif debunks this mentality. Allah Ta'ala says in 19 para, وَقَدِمْنَا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ فَجَعَلْنَاوْ هَبَاءً مُنْفُرًا Allah Ta'ala says tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah, you will find a person will come. You will have mountains of good deeds. A mountain of good deeds. But this person, his good deeds lacks the active ingredient of Iman. So Allah Ta'ala says this mountains of good deeds فَجَعَلْنَاوْ هَبَاءً مُنْفُرًا will make it into haba and mansura scattered dust. Professorin say, what is haba and mansura? Like some part of the day will have some sunlight coming through the window, onto the carpet. A person strikes the carpet and he sees those tiny specks of dust kicking up. That is haba and mansura. Worthless, useless, no weight whatsoever. A person, no matter how good he was in this world, but he does not have iman, that person will never ever go to Jannah. On one occasion, our mother, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, and may I digress more, my dear brothers, we find in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala refers to the wives of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as Ummahat Mu'mineen. Wa azwajuhu Ummahatu. Allah called the wives of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ummahatul Mu'mineen, the mothers of the faithful. On one hand, Allah Ta'ala did not refer to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as Abul Mu'mineen. Ma kana Muhammadun abahadim rijalikum, walakir Rasulullah wa khataman nabiyin. Allah's Nabi, we never heard him being called Abul Mu'mineen. But the mothers, the, the wives of Nabi Sallallahu were called Ummahat Mu'minin. Ulama explained, because for a man, for him to become a father is not the highest distinction and not the highest accolade that he can earn. Rather, a person go beyond that, he can become a, a Rasul, he can become a Nabi, he can become Amirul Mu'minin. But the highest accolade and the highest achievement and the highest distinction that a woman can ever achieve is to become, a, become an Umm. To become a mother. That is why you find the wife of Fir'aun. She was a queen. She was the wife of the king. But despite having everything at her disposal, when they picked up Musa from the river, what did she say? Do not kill Musa Perhaps we can take some benefit from him. Perhaps we can adopt him as a child. Being a queen, but still she desired and wanted to be a mother. Today, my dear brothers, this is what the Ummah needs again. We do not need women who build careers, but we need women who will build homes. Go and read the life of Imam Bukhari. Go read the life of Imam Ash-Shafi'i and see what was the impact of the mother in the lives of these great personalities. That is why mothers are not only great people, but they nurture and inspire people who will do great things. So our mother, Ummul Mu'mineen, she she asked Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, oh Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abdullah bin Jud'an, he was my relative, he passed away some time ago, he passed away as a disbeliever. He was a very good person, a very charitable person. Will he ever go to Jannah? Allah's Nabi said, never ever. Because he did not have Iman, despite all his good deeds, he will still not go to Jannah. So my dear brothers, the first point we have to reaffirm our belief in, لا يدخل الجنة إلا مؤمن. 
that only the recite of the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam enter jannah the second thing my dear brothers is that we have to have a genuine worry a genuine concern for our iman for the safety of our iman just as we are worried about our our financial safety as we are worried about so many other things we have to have a greater concern for the safety of our iman remember my dear brothers in this life there are no guarantees the only guarantee we have is that we will pass away besides that my dear brothers there are no guarantees in this life we sitting here with iman today may allah preserve our iman we have no guarantee that we will pass away with iman that is why we have to have a constant worry a constant concern that what will be my condition when i am passing away hazrat abdullah hazrat ibn abi mulaika rahimullah says he says ra'aytu thalathina min ashabi an-nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam kulluhum yakhafu an-nifaq ala nafsi i met 30 of the companions of nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and each one of them had the great had the great fear that i am munafiq i am a person who has lost his iman hazrat jubair bin nufair rahimullah says on one occasion i came to the house of abu darda radiyallahu ta'ala anhu in hims in homs i came to his home and when i came there he was reciting he was reciting, he was performing salah and at the end of his salah in his tashahhud i heard him asking protection in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from nifaq and hypocrisy so when he finishes namaz i asked him ma sha'nuka wa sha'nu nifaq wa abu darda the last person that we will worry be concerned about his iman is you why are you so worried and concerned about your iman as abu darda then says allahumma ghafran allahumma ghafran allahumma ghafran la ya'manu al-bala may ya'manu al-bala bala he says three okay three times he sought allah ta'ala's protection and then he says that person who adopts a casual attitude towards the safety of his iman in reality that person's iman is not safe so did not let's not adopt a casual attitude and have no concern for our iman rather there should be a daily concern a daily fikr that how can we preserve our iman so that's the second thing my thirty major brothers we have to make constant dua to allah subhanahu wa taala because at the end of the day who lives with iman who passes away with iman is not in our hands allah yahdi may yasha yudillu may yasha allah guides whomsoever he wishes and allah taala mustis whomsoever he wishes he died is in the hands of allah subhanahu wa taala every single day in fact more than one time a day we have to make dua to allah subhanahu wa taala just a person who went out to work in the morning and comes back late in the evening he hasn't eaten the entire day that person will not go to bed until he eats something like that my dear brothers we should not go into not go to bed without making dua to allah subhanahu wa taala for allah taala to preserve our iman the next thing my dear brothers this hadith that we were discussing badru bil a'mali fitnan at the beginning of the hadith allah's nabi sallam tells us that go ahead of this fitna beat these trials and tribulations outstrip these trials and tribulations what bil badru bil a'mali by engaging in good a'mal engaging in good deeds engaging in your continuing to perform your salah continuing to try your best to get the first saf of the masjid continuing with your tilawat of quran continuing your zikr of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the many other good deeds my dear brothers understand just as a person who today is addicted to hard drugs may allah make it easy for a person who suffering this but today a person who's addicted to hard drugs it was not that yesterday he was clean and overnight the person got addicted to hard drugs rather it started off perhaps with something small perhaps the person started off with some cigarettes or perhaps uh, overdosing on, uh, on on prescribed medication and this now what we call english snowball the snowball effect 
It may start with something small, something innocent, but it progresses and progresses and progresses until the time comes now that the person faces a very, very huge problem. Likewise, my dear brothers, we do not find, it doesn't happen like this, that today a person is in the first stuff of the masjid and tomorrow he's out of the fall of Islam. Rather the person, he does not show concern for the first stuff any longer. Then he goes into the second stuff, and then the third stuff, and then the last stuff. And then he's leading salah at home and only coming to the masjid for Juma and other special occasions. And even after that, even then it's forgotten until eventually the person loses iman. So Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Allah's Nabi said that people will not show concern to stand in the first saf. And this will progress and this will snowball until eventually this person will, in, will end up in the fire of Jahannam. So being regular with our salah, being regular with our talawat of Quran, being regular with our dhikr will go a long way in preserving our iman. You know in English we have the saying, look after the sense, the rams will look after, the, look after itself. What it means is, look, be concerned of the smaller things and the bigger things will automatically fall into place. Be regular with our nafil salah, our sunnah salah will fall into place. Be regular with the sunnah, then the fard will fall into place. Be regular with the fard and Allah Ta'ala will preserve our iman. My dear brothers, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect the iman of every single person. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us firm iman. May Allah make us live with iman. May Allah ta'ala make us pass away with iman. And tomorrow on day of qiyamah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we sit here today as brothers with iman in our hearts, may Allah ta'ala make us tomorrow in, 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 in the akhirat, ikhwanan ala surin mutaqabilin, brothers sitting together on the thrones of Jannah. Allah give us understanding.